0: We're very fortunate in Bahrain and having lived in different parts of the world and seen other people struggle, I was lucky I grew up in central London, Mm. but I met, I did um, on this and I'll I'll tell you why I I feel like a spectator, whether I am or not, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I think sometimes it's better for other people to tell you who you are, Mm. because I'm very sure that at least myself and a great many people. Don't really have a clear picture of who you are. You have a vision. You have a picture of who you are, but it's probably not the reality. Yeah. So anyway, so come back to the Five, four, three, two, one.
1: Welcome everybody to another episode of Picking Brains. I'm your host Jabal or JJ Swar. Today we have Omer. Um, you can introduce yourself. Go ahead.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, my name's Omar, Um and I am a host on Hustle Kitchen. And uh, yeah, I've been invited. Been. Thank you so much for inviting course, me on board. I'm super excited about this. The, even the conversation we've been having just before, yes. record, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm like, no, no, we should stop talking. <laughs> Wait for the podcast.
1: Yeah, I feel like we shouldn't worry. I mean, we don't have to worry about that because... When you find someone like that, you can talk about anything. Yeah. I can talk about like this rug for like an hour and talk about <laughs> idealism and all that stuff. But uh, I have prepared a few things to talk about just because I know if we don't have this, we're going to go all over the place. And this is all over the place, but it's I know where, where the places are. Okay, good. Right? Good. So One I'm, of us can have a plan. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, the first thing I wanted yeah. to tackle... Mm is your bio and your your WhatsApp status message. Oh yeah. It says the strongest force in the world is the power of perspective. Yeah. Do you mind elaborating on that?
0: Yeah, I mean it's I've, I'm trying to think how to say this in the in the cleanest way mm-hmm. but effectively. If you it, the easiest way I think to attach to this is if you can listen to an argument we have got no horse in the race mm-hmm. and you can hear one side and the other side and, and you can form an unbiased opinion effectively like what doesn't matter to you one thing that should stand out it's just perspective mm. it's just often the most powerful thing that changes and shapes all of our world and everything and the way we live it's just the way that some people's perspectives are on issues mm. it's not Anything other than that, and it's that's what's changed the world and will always change the world, is just perspective.
1: And Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like also that once you become a seeker of truth, mm. you drop a lot of the ego and pride when it comes to these, uh, you know, if there's a conflict or you, you don't have a ho- horse in the race, like you said, yeah. or even if you do, right, if your horse is losing, you'll be, <laughs> you can accept it rather than, you know, so... <laughs> Once you become a seeker of truth, if you're wrong, you admit you're wrong. There's no shame in that. Once you're, If you're right, if you believe you're right, you can stay on that course. Uh, um, so,
0: Yeah, you know, you're saying seeker of truth and accepting when you're wrong. I, I'm actually just listening to a podcast and the guy I was recommending to, yes, Michael Shermer. Yeah. And he was saying one of the issues that they're facing in America, I, I'm reducing... An incredibly complex topic down to mm-hmm. just a, a soundbite. But mm-hmm. like he was saying that people can't accept when they're wrong. Yeah. Like it, the example he was talking about particularly was those who had been uh, misled by Trump. Mm-hmm. Like the billionaire who was going to help the poor person. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that was never going to happen. <laughs> and they were saying, but those people in their heart, they just can't accept they got conned. Yeah. And he was like, there's no room for people to accept they're wrong anymore. Mm-hmm. That's a... It's a it's a weird place to be in in today's world where people don't I don't know, it's the ego or I think there's the wider arguments there about people it's not that they just don't it can't accept that they're wrong. But everyone today needs to represent a tribe. Mm. So what does your tribe believe in? Does it believe in trans or does it believe in uh,
1: gun right, gun control?
0: Yeah, gun control, or does it believe in uh, global warming? Mm-hmm. But you, you essentially, well, not you, you, but like the yous who believe in this, yes. they um, need to represent their tribe. Mm. And they need to say the things online or in person, whether they fully follow the rhetoric or not. But They need to represent that tribe. And so accepting they're wrong is going against their tribe tribe mm. and then it's the value that that brings and um the late there was also another lady talking about a very similar topic about the the fall of uh, america mm-hmm. i can't remember exactly what they were saying but she was attributing that a lot of their problems that are facing now with QAnon and things like that are because the death of the family unit and religion has gone away and she was drawing comparisons for making conclusions which could be right or wrong but the point that she was making was interesting because she was coming from a very american point of view Mm. but when you can look at it in life in the khalij and in bahrain where none of those things have gone away like friday is a family day and it's such a beautiful thing that friday family day yeah And that doesn't happen in England, not really, not like maybe a few people, but it's not like a countrywide thing. It doesn't happen in America. And those are places that are suffering from these people of, lost their tribe yeah and they're looking for something new to attach and um, they might not necessarily agree with some of the lunatics out there but they're just looking for belonging
1: yeah and
0: we don't have those groups here i I, maybe i'm naive but i don't think we have those kind of groups here spouting off insanity
1: Mm, there are but you just have to find them (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i feel like it's a double-edged sword because when you have tribalism yes um you also can introduce a lot of. Issues. Uh, mm-hmm. People that don't accept change. They don't accept like that they're on the wrong way. Um, and for instance, behind us a lot of xenophobic kind of um, or racist kind of undertones and a lot of people because of this kind of tri- tribalistic uh, upbringing. Mm-hmm. It's like i my tribe is right. Your tribe is wrong. Right. And so, and it's not, I don't think they, they necessarily do that because they want to. I feel like that's the only thing that they know. That once they understand um, that you can be wrong and you can learn that the tribe doesn't have to be the same way it was a century ago, Mm. then we're just not progressing, right? Mm. That's when people uh, come out of their shell and, 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 you know, remove the blindfold from their eyes.
0: Yeah, so it's that same thing. But if you think about it from the point of view, this tribalism, I think, I guess, it's been suggested by a great many people is just a part of being a human but you just need to find this belonging within the and i guess it's if you did follow the darwinism view of it like you're Mm -hmm.
1: going to be stronger together than you are on your own you're going to be able to fight off the woolly you'll just die if you don't if the tribe doesn't agree with you you're just going to die off
0: yeah and if you're not part of the tribe like your likelihood of being alive and it's a woolly man for kill you or a tiger or something back then so it just kind of became that's the human way to be so those people, like you said, who are spouting things that maybe are less pleasant, they believe those are reflections of the tribe's views. Yeah. So I'm also, I'm. It's not me. Mm-hmm. This is what the tribe says, but yes. I can't disagree with that view. Oh my so God. I we, can't
1: stand out. I, I want to say so much about this because I literally was having a talk <laughs> with my dad yesterday, just oh, really? yesterday, about something very similar to this. I was going to ask though beforehand because he said. You know, when it comes to the Darwinian theory of evolution, it's that um, if you don't assimilate with the tribe, if Mm. you don't, if you're not favored, you're going to die off. And so it's in your best interest and your survivability is to be with this tribe. And you will do anything so you can be with this tribe because so you can get to eat all the food that they hunt or you hunt with them, right? Does that bother you? I feel like if you think about it in a more, if you look at it with um, scrutiny, yes, we are so what we're basically saying is this trait that we have is not necessarily because we want it. It's because we had, we had to have it in order to survive and not die off. Yeah. So kind of like fake it till you make it. Yeah. And it's kind of ingrained in us. Yeah. Does does that bother you? Um, I'm a bit of a
0: spectator on this and I'll I'll tell you why I feel like a spectator, whether I am or not, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I think sometimes it's better for other people to tell you who you are Mm. because when, I'm very sure that at least myself and a great many people don't really have a clear picture of who you are. You have a vision, you have a picture of who you are, but it's probably not the reality. Yeah. So anyway, so I'll come back to the spectator thing. So I grew up in London in the 80s and I was the only brown kid, pretty much, other than my siblings, but Mm -hmm. we didn't go to the same schools Okay. and in our area we were the only brown people, mm-hmm. and uh majority of the time we were the only brown people. I went to like really good schools, but very small fancy british schools yep. but we oh, there sorry, were, I'm too loud. okay go there ahead. were there were no I was never part of the tribe, yeah, and growing up pretty much until like twenty, I've never been part of any tribe and then when I moved over here in my late twenties, not part of this tribe either mm-hmm and i've never been part of any tribe mm-hmm. so and i never went to pakistan which mm-hmm. is where i'm uh, ethnically okay. from mm-hmm. i mean i've set reviews i don't think pakistan should really be a thing i think it should be india only okay
1: but uh that's a whole other thing i have no idea about the politics well, i, I think, cannot give you my uh, opinion because i don't know anything, i think it's but.
0: more from a human point of view mm-hmm. it was india Okay. And then it stopped being India, but everyone was all fine when it was India. Mm. And now when it stopped being India, everyone started like killing each other. Mm. I feel like.
1: this sort of like Israel,
0: Palestine. No, it's a bit different because like India is an old, old, old place. So when someone, this is talking about the tribe thing, like people say, where are you from? Well, I grew up in London. Yeah. My parents are from Pakistan. I've never lived there or even been there yeah but my heritage is so old it's actually indian mm. and like we can draw our my ancestry back quite far mm-hmm. so uh, there's a book on it every few years it's updated and who my family is
1: that's i, I wish we had that <laughs> yeah it's
0: really interesting stuff uh, mm. but so like i'm technically indian but, but with the modern version of who's drawing the map pakistan yeah, i've just... no i've no connection to that place and i've no i have a connection to england where i grew up i have a connection to here where i spent my formative adult years Mm -hmm. but i'm not from any tribe because the amount of people that i've had my journey is so small it's a group of one
1: Mm.
0: so i get to look in at this tribal behavior as a voyeur almost a lot Mm -hmm. of a lot of humans i've never had relatability as a thing. There's, there's no, there was never any content out there made for young brown boys in the eighties. Yeah, now there is, but I'm now a forty-one year old brown man. Yeah, and there's no forty-one year old brown men (laughs) on content either. So I've always been on the outside So I say, am I? How how I feel to return to your question is how do I feel about that tribalism innate? I can't relate to it in the same way the majority of people can, but I try my best to understand the why's Mm. and to not really feel either way about it more just be like huh that's what that is yeah and recognize it but beyond that i don't think there's anything that it has for me yeah and a purely selfish point of view Mm -hmm. it doesn't offer me anything because i don't have a tribe
1: Mm. yeah for me like tribalism as as i mentioned before like it's it is a double-edged sword for me because you mentioned there are those people who are kind of like ideologues. Mm. They are like zealots that will not. They have to represent their tribe. Yeah, and often than not these days, because of the internet, mm. let's say you have an opinion about pro life or pro choice, whatever camp. You,
0: you know, are. I'm glad you said that. Sorry, I'm going. Yeah. I really want to come back yeah. to this pro life or pro choice thing. Yes. It's so it's such a beautiful marketing thing that happened there. It's a terrible thing for the horrible people who made it, but something will come back to. Yeah, also, so.
1: no, no worries. So, like, let's say you're you're pro life or you're pro choice. If you're pro choice, some person will feel like okay because i'm pro-choice i have to also be anti-gun i have to also be mm. lgbtq yeah um, so like i have to I have to have this checklist and yes. some people will force themselves to believe these things even if they never had a serious thought about it and i'm like why is it not okay for me to be pro like pro-life and pro-gun
0: so do you know someone who's forcing themselves into that box
1: yes i have no many do you yeah
0: have you have you spoke? Have you said exactly what you said just now to them?
1: Um, because I want to
0: know what the response would be.
1: They'll always be defensive. Yeah, but like, what would they say? I don't really. I don't really remember, to be honest. I
0: would like... If you if you do, ask ask them what you just said and say, but I don't get it. Why do you have to be all or none? Like, yeah, why? Uh, why can't it just be the things you believe?
1: Yeah, it's it's like... It's almost like I can remove you and replace you with the same person in the same camp and he's going to reiterate the same arguments verbatim. Yeah, It's yeah. like you're almost reading it off of a script. You yeah. have never had your own thoughts into this. Like, maybe I am not... I don't subscribe to this. Yeah. But I feel like it's because... This is what I feel, right? Because yeah. you said earlier... People don't want to um, say go against it because it goes against their tribe. I feel like that's a good explanation to this because people may not necessarily believe it or maybe they haven't really looked at it with scrutiny because it's easier for them to just be part of the tribe it makes their lives e- easier. Oh. They're staying in this comfort zone. I like that. And they don't want, they want, they feel more comfortable with mm. echo chambers than mm. they can break this. Because once you break this echo chamber, a lot of crap can happen to you. If you look at Google, there's a mm. whole article or paper written by one of Google's employees about Google's echo chamber. That's literally the title of the paper. Oh, wow. And he talks about all the issues within Google. He got fired for it and has been called racist, sexist, whatever, like all these labels thrown at him. But if you hey. actually take the time to read, like he's making some good points. Um, and so at least good points or coherent points. I, I wouldn't say I agree or disagree, but they're coherent. yeah, right. They make sense they're logical, they're not fanatic.
0: I mean I like your approach to this that you don't have to agree with everybody. yeah, but it's if you if you just surround yourself with that echo chamber, man, like, It's a weird place to be. I don't understand. I I know people do it, but it doesn't make sense to me. Mm. I want to hear dissenting views. Yeah. I want to hear, oh, you disagree with me. Great. I would love to hear why, because I don't understand why you believe those things. Mm. Educate me. Yeah. I would love to hear a rational argument to whatever your belief is. Just give me a rational argument Mm. that I can say, you know, that's interesting.
1: And then if we do reach an impasse, we can disagree and still be friends, right? (laughs) It's fine. It's like we're... For me, and I told so. I, as a Muslim, I went to a Christian college. I was, I was telling, telling Omar before the show. Went to a Christian college, and I, well, I met a friend that I admire, and we we reached an impasse when it comes to debating religion: who's right and who's wrong. And I said this: I said to him this in my last year of college before I left. I told him, whoever's God is right, whatever being is right, right? I hope that he sees. That, or they, whatever. You know, nowadays with pronouns, I'm going to, I don't know what to say now. <laughs> but whatever that being, I hope that they see that we both are seeking truth genuinely. That we're not just trying to be zealots and basically debate our position no matter what. Uh, there are, there has been a lot of times, and I'll tell you this, his name is Dan Hipschmann, shout out to him. I want to have him on the show so so badly as well. You like,
0: described him to me. I, I, yeah. I really, I'd be interested to listen to that.
1: One. Yeah, so... Um, I was. Uh, what was I saying? Man, I, I I lose my train of thought so fast. I was saying so, like with him. I told him first year of college, which, where I knew nothing about my faith, where at mm. least very few, little, like the essentials. And then I asked him my first year of college, if you weren't a Christian, what would you be? Oh, lovely question. Right. So
0: it takes a strong mind to answer that in a normal way. No, no, I'd always be a Christian.
1: Yeah, yeah, you you have those. Yeah. Um they're called Calvinists. (laughs) Anyway. Um, so I asked him if you weren't a Christian, what would you be? He said I'd be a deist. Interesting. Right? So sort of like, I think Newton was a deist. Like watchmaker God. Like there's a God that's there, but he's not interacting with the human human race because there's no other faith I've, I've researched that I'm more convicted or convinced of. Hmm. Right? Fourth year, I asked him the same question after all our talks. Uh. If you weren't a Christian, what would you be? He said, I'd be a Muslim. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Based on his interactions with you. Based on his interactions with me because he didn't know anything about Islam. Even me, I didn't know. Once I had learned, once I'd... Learn how to tackle some philosophical issues yeah. and found some answers, yeah. or maybe came up with some theories of mine that aren't answered in anywhere in Islam. Then he, you know, he said I would, I would be Muslim, and that's something I love because there's a lot of people so are so hard headed. Someone like him is so hard to find because people they just want to stay no matter what. So mm. I was saying, I hope that whatever God is right, He sees that we were seekers of, seekers of truth, mm. and then even if I die. And I was in the wrong faith that, you know, I was looking for you. Uh, I was just, I was, and I was looking with all my heart, but I was, I was convinced that this was the truth. Uh, I, I didn't stay with it because my parents were this. Uh, right. And so that's, and that's, that's what I believe. Uh, and then I found out recently that actually Islam does teach this. Oh, does it? Yeah. Yeah. So I does, definitely knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does teach us like a few things that and I don't want to go too deep into, you know, right. But it's an interesting thing. I told him, like I messaged him and said, actually, remember that thing I mentioned? There is actually a thing in Islam where if you believe in whatever you believe, if there's a verse that says something, I'm paraphrasing that if you don't have your um, proof, not proof, but if you don't have why you believe in this, like you don't have any examples or, or why you believe in this, right? Then this is where you're going to, you know, you're wrong. There's no hope for you, right? But if you do bring why you believe what you believe, God will look at it with mercy and, 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 okay, this guy was looking for me, but he wasn't convinced. He didn't get the right information. He didn't meet the right people, you know, whatever. And so I'll judge him based on what he knows. Yeah, I actually had a fairly similar conversation
0: with some religious people yeah. recently. I love meeting religious people who can have a clear conversation. Yes. So I have many questions.
1: Yeah. If you want to ask, you can ask. <laughs> um, but, you know, this, I love this. I love talking about this. Um, I was going to, all right, so. Sorry, before we move on, yeah, there's yeah, something you ahead. said that I wanted to ask. Oh, no, go ahead. So
0: you said, that. how did you describe it? Pro-choice? What was the other one? Pro- and pro-life. Yeah, you do. You,
1: The naming convention of
0: it. Yeah, do you know the proper way to describe it? It's not pro choice, pro life. -life. It's it is formulated that way by some terrible, but amazing. No, it's it's a PR technique. Okay. And what they've done is they've turned the argument by naming it cleverly, Mm. because ultimately, I personally believe everyone you do you
1: Mm. like.
0: That's yes. the jam.
1: Yes, you're a
0: human. Everyone's human.
1: Do whatever you want. You, you, yeah, just don't hurt That's anyone. The, yeah, exactly. Like very not of you. Yeah, just yeah, like
0: you get to do you. Yeah. And the pro choice and pro life version is just, it's like what, well, Goebbels? That was the Hitler's PR dude, right? I don't know. Yeah, like I wish I knew. Horrible person with what he did, but like mm. talented, he managed to convince a lot of people some insanity.
1: Oh wait, maybe I've heard of him actually. Yeah,
0: yeah so yeah. it's not pro-choice and pro-life; it's pro-choice and anti-choice. Mm. And by naming it pro-life instead of anti-choice, because that's not the opposite. You're not I mean, the way they say pro-choice and pro-life. It's normally one belief against the other. Yeah, but they've framed it in a way that makes you not see they're saying I'm pro choice for like a woman should have her own choice. Yeah. I'm against a woman having her own choice. Yeah. And when you put it in the proper framing, like, well, who would be anti choice, but because they've called it pro life, that's different. Mm. We can have that conversation because we're not talking about destroying the rights of someone else because I say so.
1: It's more philosophical as well.
0: Yeah. And yeah, it it becomes a whole other thing. But if you use Mm. its correct terminology, then it, I think it would give a lot more conversation to what okay. is a very divisive and a serious topic. That yeah. I really just believe everyone should just you do you, be a nice person, mm. don't hurt anyone, and mm. just be happy and mm. try to offer and create happiness around you. And then we're just all going to be okay.
1: Yeah, I, I've, for this, I've always like maintained the same position. I said philosophically, I'm pro-life, Legi- legislatively, you do you as long as it doesn't affect me. like yeah. if I were president, um, i don't I haven't thought you know about this topic very deeply, but if I were president, I would not allow like late term abortion but other than that you know you can you can do it so, so
0: i studied theology as a younger man mm-hmm. and there there is uh, i my professor hated me because i was always want to stay after class and debate with him and he just <laughs> i did to that leave. all the time
1: in college yeah. going, like, every single time i yeah go ahead yeah you're he, he just like look i want to lunch, leave
0: <laughs> 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 and uh, he we, we studied this a little bit abortion mm. and he brought forth a argument i think it's for the christians i can't remember which religion Mm -hmm. has this argument but someone had written a book about this and they got their doctorate and their thing was saying that was it from when you name a baby it's got a soul i was like what i like the slippery slope arguments on this it's it becomes a point like they, they, was it some, I was listening to someone saying, how many weeks is a heart or a brain or neurons or something like this? But fundamentally what you're saying is I get to tell you what to do with your body. I just don't see how, if you have a mother or a sister or a daughter, how can you be okay with that? I don't mm. get it. Like, it's not my body. Like mm. You get to choose. Mm-hmm. And like, I just think that's the end of the line. of the, I don't see why they, imagine someone saying to you tomorrow, I'm going to tell you what to do with your
1: body. like, what? I wouldn't be okay with that. Mm-hmm. I think Dave Chappelle, I don't know if you've seen the stand-up. Where he all, talked, all of his he, stuff He's amazing. Yeah, he talked about this. <laughs> I think he made a funny joke. He said, look, if I don't, if as a father, I don't get a say in what you do with your body, then you don't get a say about like a child, child's welfare, like money when it comes to it. If you want to just choose to have it. I think like that's pretty, that's a good, that's a pretty
0: good. Oh yeah. But I think the, yeah. the, the argument that he's making there is a very, America's a very different place. Mm, like they mm. pass laws which show the environment that they're in. Mm, mm-hmm. And I think we're, we're very fortunate in Bahrain and having lived in different parts of the world and seeing other people struggle. I was lucky I grew up in central London. Mm. But I met, I did, um, voluntary work with young offenders okay. in my youth yeah mm-hmm. so i met people and i always heard their stories and i heard some terrible stories man and then i was uh i actually worked in, uh for the government for a while doing uh prosecution work and uh
1: like a lawyer basically but
0: prosecutor yeah so okay. I, I i trained to be a lawyer i never okay. i never never found one that i liked good enough Mm. to be like yo this me for the rest of my life Mm. whenever i took a job i would always have a look at who's in the top of this job what's their quality of life how happy are they what's Mm. their family relationship like what what, what are their passions and things And i would compare them all Mm. and if everybody just looked fundamentally unhappy all right well if the top of this is just money but extraordinarily unhappiness and your health is going away doesn't feel like me and then i'd move industry or or try a different area of law Mm. so anyway i've met all these people i want to
1: put a pin on this but i want to talk about this (laughs) go ahead
0: yeah so um here bahrain is such a good place to live yeah the quality of life is so high the safety Safety, is is so high so good yeah and it's just you take it for granted i think people take far too much for granted here and they don't appreciate what paradise it actually is, and nowhere's perfect. Hmm, of no course, way. If you're of be like, oh, this isn't happening. Well, you think it's doing better? This is better than most places of the world.
1: Yeah, I think. I really used to, to wonder as that. a kid, why was I born here? I should have been an American or something like that. because you have Hollywood yes. shoved in your face, right? And then when yes. I grew up, like, thank God I was born here. Oh my God,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. You meet some of these Americans, like I love to ask people, tell me your life story. I already know mine. Mm-hmm. I don't need to talk about me. Tell mm. me your journey. Mm. And uh,
1: That's that's literally what you asked me verbatim before the show. Yeah. Tell me your journey.
0: Yeah. I love it because you hear some interesting stuff like, okay, what what excites you? How do you find your happiness? Mm. If I could collect all those stories from people and maybe I could add... That into my experience and my truth, and find a better way that for me to live, and that's what I'm always looking for. Like, what secrets have you found in your mm. X many years in this world? What mm. have you you've seen more things than I've done? You've seen different things for me, and you've experienced different things. So, yeah. rather than
1: claim I am the one, I know everything. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, a fool man. Learn. A full man says he's wise. A wise man knows he's a fool. Yeah. The day I say I'm wise, the day is the day I know I'm a fool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this stuff. This stuff's uh
0: you can get lost I don't know about you, but I I've some years got lost in
1: thinking too much. I'm maybe living it <laughs> right now.
0: I <laughs> was about your age. I think <laughs> I became go. a nihilist for about ten years. I was a proper oh, no. nihilist, yeah. Ten years? That's a long uh, time years, to be a nihilist. Yeah. I actually I'll give you do you like
1: thought experiments? Yes. I'll I love give you thought experiments. Oh good. Good, because... Uh, but, but before I get okay, to that, if on. you don't mind, because I, I, I forget, you know, I, yeah, I've yeah, proven on, it twice on. so far. The one thing you talk about, like, you know, you see the executives or CEOs, if they're happy or not, that's something I always thought about when it comes to my life and something, it's like a, a thought experiment that bothers me. Go on. Well, it's not an experiment. It's more of a thought, I would okay. say. Um, if you think about it, every choice you make creates a different um, path in your yes. life. If I... Hit this, I've created this path. I chose to choose this path, right? Um, People talk about multiverse, whatever. That's another thing. But um, think about it this way. Your life has an infinitesimally large amount of possibilities that you can take. There is that one timeline or one route you can take, one pathway you can take, the succession of actions you take, the way you think, The things you do, that will get you the happiest version of yourself. The richest version of yourself, the happiest version of yourself, right? And not getting to that bothers me because the likelihood of me getting to that is slim to none. However, you have to think about this way as well. There are still millions of other pathways. And in those as well, I'm wealthy and happy, right? So all I have to do, I don't have to find the best one. I just have to find one. <laughs> See, I was saying, I think this is a problem of framing. I think you're looking at this
0: as I, as a younger man, mm, did. Mm. But I, I found my truth differently. Mm. And I have spent many hours in meditation. I sound like such a hippie.
1: It's <laughs> fine, no <to> worry.
0: <laughs> but it's true. Um, and it's a better thing than, you know, just going out and being an idiot and being random, which I've spent a long time doing equally. Mm, mm-hmm. But meditation is... Help me to reflect on like, you know, what is happy? What, what, what truly does being happy mean? Mm. Now, is it the destination? Mm. Is it that holiday? Mm-hmm. Is it the way there? Is it both? Is it some? Is it different? But it's, I spend is my. Is it a eyes, chemical? Is it a chemical?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is it. But I've spent my time in meditation learning, not learning, because I haven't learned, realizing trying to understand what the feeling of happiness in the different forms of happiness
1: Mm.
0: is. And I don't mean from a point of I'm getting a dopamine hit from doing this action. Mm. I mean, little joys to big joys to sharing the most valuable thing you can do in my humble opinion is share time with someone. Mm. Money comes and goes. We're never getting this, this moment back it's precious and if you if you try to live life well i'll take that back not you try i don't want to lecture people you do you mm-hmm, yeah i try to live life in a way where i appreciate time and the thing that i'm doing and try to find happiness whatever that could mean because i don't mean i'm walking around gleefully and i'm like
1: yeah, everything's amazing like skipping
0: <laughs> yeah you know you, you you need to know the contrast of things but if you can appreciate that that's also happiness. Mm. I don't have to, I'm not talking about gleeful. I'm just talking about appreciating the journey for what it is mm. and recognising those feelings inside yourself. Mm. That is happy for me. So if you turn your question and you frame it differently and you can appreciate your journey is happy and you don't fixate on other moments that you don't have and you live in the now mm. then actually you are well I let you know as I tell you about it, you are i have found my way to be happy broadly all the time mm. even when things are hard and when i forget that that's when i get into a place where I'm like no i've got to I've, i need to meditate again mm. that's that's typically my gaps between meditation are Oh crap! I've forgotten to practice this.
1: Yeah, you're like you're going off the baseline. And you have yeah, to bring your yeah. Back. So then
0: I'm like, no, nah, I, I, I'm doing this wrong. And then I'll, I'll spend some time meditating,
1: however long that be, whether it's a week, a day, a month. Mm, that's that's interesting. I feel like before, um, uh, I used to think of meditation as just sitting in a room, mm. folding your legs, and just like humming, right? Mm. And then as and I didn't like that. As I grew up, I realized meditation comes in many forms. Yes. What, what do you do for meditation? For me, as a Muslim, I pray. Ah, I that, feel like that's meditation. It's, it's, it's very daily. meditative. Yeah. yeah, yeah and it's daily. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, and it also gets, like you talked about how being flexible is important, right? Yeah. Now, immediately immediately you said that earlier, but this is before the podcast started. Um, I was thinking, wow, like praying and the Islamic way does both. You're going down to the floor and everything yeah. which is, has scientific benefits, apparently, from what I've seen. Um, but also like it has meditative qualities. And for me, I, that's my, I guess, primary, but also like lifting in the gym. I, uh, I find it very cathartic. Yes. Right. It's I very really, good. Yeah. It's very good. I ascribe, well, I
0: used to ascribe. I've lost a lot of weight, but I used mm. to go to the gym a lot.
1: Mm. Yeah. So for, for me, even when I go to the gym, I find it's just me. Mm. I don't like having a partner in mm. the gym. It's just me. And I find that when people, and I said this, I think in the last podcast, if somebody comes with me with some sort of problem, hey, JJ, can you, can you help me with this? I need your opinion. And I don't reply to them. I reply only after I work out. Mm. Um, and so when I, or usually if it's a very big thing, I mean, like if it's something I can tackle now, I would, right? But if it's something that's big and I don't know what the answer is, I would go to the gym, I would lift, and I would think as I'm lifting. And I feel like my thoughts are like pure. It's like, it's in its purest forms, I can think so um, specifically, so clearly. Uh. And then I send them a voice note of me panting. I right? said, don't, don't think that I'm sending you this because I don't care. And like, oh, I'm, a, I'm at the gym. And it's like, I said, like sometimes if, if people don't know this about me, I'm sending it for the first time, they'll hear me like tired, whatever. I'm, I'm saying, don't think because I'm tired right now that I'm not giving your situation a high priority. Uh. Um, but I just think when I work out and I want to say it now before I forget. And if I'm relaxed and everything, I forget what I was thinking. Uh. And I just say it. It's very nice that people ask you this type of stuff. I don't think anyone's asking me. <laughs> yeah, it's very rare. It's very rare, especially here. Yeah, but sometimes you know people having relationship issues or whatever. <laughs> oh, I'm terrible advice for this. I'm uh, more like you know, do what makes you happy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like we, we didn't even <laughs> look at this. We're, we're still we still on top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, okay. No, you don't I want to give you this thought experiment. Yeah, yeah. Because actually, go he,
0: ahead. Knowing I was coming here today, was, yeah. the, I actually had some stuff I wanted to ask oh, you go because. Ahead. Uh, he,
1: you get to know me. You. Well, yeah. Well,
0: yeah. And you, the fact that you're interested in this stuff is a rarity for me. Mm. So I'm, I'm going to, there's things I'm going to ask you to. Yes, please. All right. So, um, I've got one, uh, thought experiment that it's a bit long. So you have to follow me. Okay. And, well, not long. It's just a bit weird. Okay. And this is something, it starts from a question I got when I was a younger man. I think I was like 11. My brother okay. used to think I was such a weirdo. So walking home from school, I would, uh, I would uh, look at the trees and leaves and then I'd wonder to myself, why is a stone a stone? Like, why doesn't a stone stop being a stone and just like be anything else? And there's no real answer to that that I found convincing enough. Mm. It's just, we, do, we practice monkey science. We hit a thing, see a reaction. We don't really understand the basis of that. If we did, you could turn anything into anything. Mm. So... This is where the origins, the origin story is, and it will it all tie in at the end. So now, have you, when was the last time you used virtual reality? I have a headset outside. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which one do you have? I have the
1: Oculus Rift. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's pretty I, good quality, right? Yeah, but I get very motion sick. So oh, I don't do you, have, yeah. no. And here's the thing, though. But they're coming up with new ones that are more clear and everything. So I'm, I'm waiting for for a better version so I stop being motion sick. That, you know, I'm so glad you said that because that actually falls into the next thing I was about to ask you. Okay. So
0: how long has it been since the TV? What, like a hundred years? I don't know. I don't know the exact number personally.
1: I would say maybe like around 80. 80 years. Yeah. All right.
0: So in 80 years, we've gone from no TV. mm Even if both of us let's say 200 years. Mm, Like a projector.
1: Yeah. Yeah, So
0: like, let's say 200 years, Mm. there was nothing. And now you've got virtual reality. Mm. That was a 200-year timeline progression. That has been pretty rapid. Yes. So now let's add 200,000 years onto this being developed more. Okay. Do you think it will be indistinguishable from reality? In 200,000 years of millions of pounds of dinars going into the development of this technology. Like you just said, it's getting better to stop motion sick. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. This
0: stuff's only a few years old. Yeah. We're in
1: the alpha phase.
0: So 200,000 years of development on it. What do you think it would be like? Indistinguishable from reality? Yes. Okay. So at some point in time, I was flippant with my 200,000, but just at some point in time, it's you're not going to be able to tell. Yes. All right, are you familiar? You well, I know your solution theory. Uh, yeah, this is a part of it, but this okay. is this is my 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 interpretation. Ex- okay. No, my thought experiment to the journey of asking a question, okay. and it's not the answer that matters here. It's asking the question, like you were saying earlier. Not everybody is willing to ask the question to themselves. Yes. So the actual answer to this, it doesn't matter what you believe. Mm. It's the point of being able to go through a journey of asking questions to allow your mind to be open to ask the question because mm. if you just said someone do you believe you're in a matrix they'll be like no mm. but it's allowing a journey to get there where you can actually understand that there's more to the conversation yes. potentially yes all right so now we've said it, that's going to happen mm. for sure it's just mm. when mm. all right now schrodinger's cat can you tell everyone what's the deal with schrodinger's cat what's the theory are you familiar with this one no all right, so I'm going to explain this horribly because uh, I remember things quite badly. I have to write everything down. <laughs> no worries. So it's, a, it's an experiment. Essentially, this dude has a cat in a box. Mm-hmm. The box is closed. Mm-hmm. And unless you open the box, you don't know if this cat is alive or dead. Yes. So it's essentially both alive and dead at the same time. Yes. It's in both states. Yes. So it both is and isn't, Yes, like the beauty of our universe. I think if uh, if one were to say there is a version of God, it's one and zero. The contrast, the opposite, it's off and on. Without these things, fundamentally, none of this can make sense to us. It's such a beautiful thing, Math.
1: Can I take back my answer? Go on. Um, My answer is way nuanced. I would say, no, it's just alive. Uh, and I'll give an explanation why. But I, I, okay. I'm i following your reasoning Go is on. correct, yes. Uh, Based on your reasoning and, and the sequence of logic you're giving me, yes, it's both alive and wicked. dead. Wicked, okay. okay. So
0: now we've said two states can exist yes. at the same time. Mm. Virtual reality, definitely going to be a thing where you can't tell. Mm. All right, so we've believed in all these steps so far. we followed the logic through just rationally, not whether we're saying I ascribe to that theory. It's just mm. this is...
1: Yes. Reasonable.
0: Yes. All right. So now, I'm trying to remember the next step so I say this in the right order. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if something is probable then, like the VR, mm. and it's possible, mm-hmm. okay. Now the final
1: question. Prove to me you exist. Okay. All right. So I le- I, knew, I knew the trajectory of this just uh okay up. good um first thing i would uh, that comes to my mind is cartesian doubt okay go on rene descartes where he says i think therefore i am yes if i i, I forgot the actual like explanation that he said that um let's say that there's a devil that can possess human beings and and change the way i think right but the fact that i'm and maybe i will assume we're all possessed how, but if I were possessed right now, that means if I'm thinking if I'm thinking about the fact that I might be possessed, it means I'm not possessed. True,
0: but that's not the
1: argument, though. The
0: argument is you don't exist. Okay, you're, you're, I'm saying from a egocentric,
1: it's only you. So I would have to prove to you that I exist. Yes, I can't. You can't. I can't. Yes, there's a th- there's a name for this also. I forgot the name. I was gonna say. If you think about it, nothing exists. Which is the direction we're going in this thought experiment. Yes.
0: And again, it's not whether you believe this is you're in the matrix or not. It's the journey of the questions. So my next question is now I need you to picture something you did today. Any action could be trivial, but something nobody knows you did. Nobody knows I did? Something nobody, there was no witness to this. I brushed my teeth. No, you can't tell me, so you have to pick something else. Okay. Um, Just just think about it and picture it very vividly in your mind.
1: Okay. All right. What time did that action happen today? I do need to know that. I would say 6.25
0: p.m. Okay, so 6.25 p.m. Whatever you were doing today, instead of that, I now am going to ask you to imagine something, and I'm only picking this, because it's something that everybody does. Uh, well, actually, uh, I'm assuming it's everybody. Have you ever bought bananas or like a burger? Yes. You've eaten a burger? Yes. Okay, I'm going to hope you weren't eating a burger at 6.25. No. Okay, good. I now need you to picture at 6.25 today you're eating a burger. And I need you to really think and see the scene, sitting down, eating a burger,
1: 6.25. Okay.
0: All right. Fundamentally... What is the practical difference
1: between those truths? That I believe one of them happened. Other than that?
0: Fundamentally? Yeah. Nothing. Okay. So now we've walked through a journey of why is a stone a stone? Virtual reality is going to be indistinguishable. hmm Anything that you believed is true, anything... May not be true. And what was the other one? Forgot now. This get so complicated in my mind.
1: Uh, there was one more. I asked you, "Who I am, or do I exist?" Oh yeah.
0: You, how do you prove that you exist? And you can't. I can't. All right. To now. you. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Beautifully said. Sorry, I get this confused in my mind no sometimes. Worries. I don't talk about this stuff very often. No worries. All right. So now. Imagine, you know that 200,000 year mark, that virtuality. Yes. reality? Yes. All right, now this is the crescendo. Mm. How do you know you're not
1: there? Yeah, that's the simulation theory. Yeah. So the simulation theory, I wrote a paper on it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Can I read it? Um, send it to me. If I have it, because I did it for college. Yeah, send it to me. So, I don't I know if I have it. We'll, we'll see. So the the argument of the simulation theory, it's by Nick Bostrom. He said, he, he proposed in the beginning of his paper, this is in 2003, I think. He proposed... One of three arguments must be correct. I'll give you an example. If a car accident happens, it either happened intentionally or accidentally. There's no third option. One of them has to be true, right? All right. Or the the person who caused it, I mean. Um, So he says, I'm I'm remembering this very vaguely. A, we get to a, human beings get to a point, or actually, I think A, he says, human beings will never get the, ability to create these simulations ever. Like we will never get to the point where in 200,000 years, we create an indistinguishable VR from real life. That's A. B, he says, we do get to a point where we can, but we choose not to do it. And three, we live in a simulation, meaning that we do get to a a point where we can't do it. And if that's the case, then. somebody has the likelihood of us being the first ones to do it is sl- slim to none that's the argument yes now this is my my answer to this right you you have to make assumptions to this the first assumption is consciousness you're assuming that you can recreate consciousness when you can, we can't even define what consciousness is people some people say it's i don't know if you've heard the term qualia nah. qualia is how we perceive information given by, by our senses that when we drive a car we see a red light we distinguish that means stop only humans can, human beings can do this apparently right it's something that only human beings can distinguish the this the senses the signals we get from our senses and understand the nuance in it the sophistication in this um so we can i can never answer it my answer would be: I think we're at um, a that we will never get to the point where we get we get to do VR. Even really? even though you asked me 200,000 years, we I still maybe this is assuming the world doesn't go to crap, right? Yeah. That's one. Um, also, the problem of consciousness: we I might be able to create um, a simulation in which objects feel real, but I, I can never recreate consciousness if I don't know what consciousness is.
0: That's very interesting. So I, I'm i taking what you've said mm-hmm. and I've got two parts mm-hmm. that I'd like to ask on mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting talking to you.
1: Mm.
0: Same thing, so, likewise. Uh, the thought experiment I walked you through as a journey to the simulation theory, mm-hmm. given that you've written a paper on simulation theory, mm-hmm. I'm interested how differently have i told my version of how you examine the topic
1: i think you put it beautifully it's very close to because when you read the th- the actual paper there's a lot of math in it as well there's yeah. like a formula and stuff like that and the the, the thing makes assumptions right mm. and I, I can see where the gap is from your explanation to his he made an assumption that we can to recreate human consciousness, that the consciousness is just signals in the brain. If I cut off both your, all of your limbs, if I cut your limb, like let's say your arm, are you still Omer? Yes. Does that mean you're 2% less Omer? No. I would still think you're Omer.
0: You know, scientists recently did experiments on worms and uh, they're talking about like, where memories store and test experiments to do with consciousness. Did you read about no. this?
1: I'm assuming that they cut off a part of it and then remove some of their memory?
0: The opposite. So oh. they cut off its head, and when it grew ahead, it still remembered tasks.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. There's also like this one. Dude, see this. We, this is an ocean of things we can talk about. I was um, just going back real quick. I um, mean, I think you put it beautifully. The gap is. Um, so he made an assumption, which I think is assumption you cannot make.
0: I think yeah. I that assumption is also a core part of what I've spent the. How did my knife? 25 years working through the basis of recreating consciousness in programming. And you're a programmer, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to walk you through a couple of my humanistic laws Mm -hmm. and I'm going to hope you're going to tell me I'm wrong so then I can spend the next 20 years refining it better. Mm -hmm. So I have 41 humanistic laws where millions and billions are being spent on robotics to make the hardware, right? Mm -hmm. But like the interface, how it really operates to a person-to-person or from a virtual... By the way, do you know Mark Zuckerberg is renaming Facebook next week?
1: Yes. To Metaverse? To the parent company, right?
0: Yeah, because he he, he owns the planet. So he wants to own the digital planet by building the
1: digital planet. (laughs) And and I've heard like people are doing NFTs with this, like with a planet where you can own digital land and then trade it. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. So he wants to own the next reality, which is cool. Anyway, which brings me on to my uh, humanistic laws. So I find like us as humans, it's not one thing dictates everything. It's a very complicated network mesh and how these laws interact with each other define the consciousness. Mm -hmm. So just like us, we're going to say, you as a computer software engineer, Mm -hmm. I need you to write me a program where you say, let's say the hard drive of this computer, everything gets, gets saved in it. It degrades over time. Yes. And by varying amounts... Not a constant. Okay. And we're just going to put some... And I know there's no truly random. Mm -hmm. You can't program random, doesn't it? So you're going to put some rules behind it, but what those rules are don't matter because we don't know at the pace our brain degrades memory. Mm -hmm. So again, it's immaterial. Mm -hmm. It's not truly random. Mm -hmm. So memory degrades over time, rule one. Now we're going to look at some other things. We'll look at friendship Mm -hmm. as our first one. I like to say this one because broadly we've all experienced friendship mm-hmm. so it's something we can attach to right? I hope going so. something, yeah I, I really truly, i hope so friendship yeah. is uh maybe it's important it's hard to say i think it's important depends on the type of friendship yeah if it's a real true friendship then it's very important yeah it offers value yes yeah but again that comes down to the whole question is like why should it matter anyway but then if i fall into nihilistic i, I was stuff, just gonna say yeah. going back to your nihilistic <laughs> yeah, yeah the nihilistic tendencies <laughs> are very strong so yeah so friendship Now we're going to say, I've just met you today. Mm -hmm. Which is true. Which is true. If I poured uh, a hot cup of tea on you, you'd be like, that wasn't wonderful. Mm. So you're going to have this scorecard across all manner of things that you've experienced. Like a baby hasn't experienced anything. So it's got no scorecard. It's trained its scorecard. Mm. Here's good, here's bad. And who's it's trained by? It's trained by audio, by being told what's up. Good behavior, bad behaviors, reinforced, positive reinforcement, and again,
1: environment. I know errors. where you're going with this, by the way. Okay, good. Yes, yes.
0: Good, because you're going to see, as a programmer, this is all very possible to it do. It is
1: possible, but there's there's going to be one missing element that you're not going to be able to recreate.
0: Okay, good. I'm, I'm, this is why I'm going yes. to, down this journey with you, so you can tell me where I'm wrong sure. and what I'm missing. So we can do all of this stuff, and we're building up scorecards. Yes. So... I've gone through 41 of different behavioral traits mm-hmm. that, when mixed together, uh, things uh, AI fr- uh, being friends that's just one part of friendship, but why even strike up a conversation? Relatability, all of these beh- human traits? I'm actually looking for a university at the moment. I want to do a Ph.D. in psychology.: Oh my God. yeah, because
1: I want to take this to the next level. But yeah, so I what's the that. thing that I'm missing? All right, so there. So basically, from what I'm understanding is, when you give this AI this complex network of traits that humans have, yes, it'll be human and from human. Indistinguishable, right? It won't be Turing human. test. Exactly. Yeah, Turing test. Yeah. So I would say that there's two things. First, from a pragmatic, because if I say it's going to miss a soul, I can't really prove you prove to you that a soul exists, right? Which I believe in souls. Okay. Yes. But when you say you believe in souls, Mm. let's
0: let's examine that further. You believe one way to break that down from a more programmatical view, and I'm just thinking out loud here, is A believes in souls.
1: Mm.
0: Practical effect of that is says to other people, there is a thing that is important to the fundamental being alive the situation the status in which is described alive i'm saying that's important as a soul i must believe in this defining it is a quality that brings all of your humanistic laws together without these you can't have a soul without being able to explain them to someone to any level of degree so You need to be able to have a rational argument and put forward about believing there is a soul from a programmatical point of view because no one can say what a soul is. Yes. If you met someone tomorrow who just said the same thing, I believe in the soul,
1: what's the difference? I think I can give you my definition of a soul or at least my idea, and I thought that this. You said there's no such thing as random, right? Yes.
0: Well, I mean, you can't program random. I think there is such a thing as random, but I don't think you can program it.
1: I believe that there's no such thing as random. I oh, really? That means if I have... So, for instance, if I program a, sp- a set of conditions for the computer the, and I always keep the same conditions, the same variables, the result will always be the same. Yes. If I change the variable, the result will change. Yes. Think of it if the entire world has millions and billions and billions and billions of these complex variables. Yes. If I have control over every single one and I run a simulation of the world, we will be having this conversation right now with the exact same words I'm saying. Yes. Right. There's a series about this at the moment called Foundation. Are you watching it? No. Yeah,
0: it's about basically some dude does a math formula that predicts everything.
1: Yeah. So, if, and assuming, so assuming, this is just assuming, this, I don't think we'll ever get that, but assuming that you can have all these variables, huh. your actions are not random. It's, you, you were supposed to be born this time and this, the thing that happened to you at at this moment of your childhood affects your long term this way. This thing that happened to you is going to affect your short term this way and you're going to make actions based on this. And therefore, you don't. there's no personhood in you. You're just a... I, I
0: understand the argument, but hmm. you've also argued against
1: that point. Yes. So I argue against it. What makes it different? Yes. Now, if I rerun the... So what a scientist or some a skeptic would say... Yes. Um, about... This is predestination, right? This ah. is predestination, basically, mm. what I'm summarizing. What proponent of predestination would say, if he ran his life again with the same variables. He'll be the same. He'll do the same exact actions. Exactly. To the T. Mm. I'm saying what the soul is, is that if I redo the simulation, there'll be some changes, some minute changes in your actions. Absolutely. Some nuance. That's what the soul is.
0: That's what I'm proposing. My humanistic laws, because it evolves based on interaction. Mm -hmm. And you can't recreate everything to be in the exact same way, because there's, it's just not possible. I mean, it really, it starts to get a bit wobbly in my head. This stuff.
1: Yeah. So, what was the other thing, other than soul? Before we get into that, I want I want to re- reply to that. Right. So, nice. in, in this program that we make, you cannot program real randomness. Mm. So you will never know if there's a soul because if you do re re run the simulation, there might be a little bit of change. But because you ran you reran the RNG, the random number generator, right? Mm. You ran it, and that's why there was a little bit of nuance in the in the AI's action. But it, so then you're saying that the RNG is the soul. Mm. yeah
0: but so that's my randomness only comes into the t- uh, degradation of memory so you know the friendship thing i forgot to actually finish this the mm. reason why the time the degradation of memory matters is so you know if i spilt that tea on you not cool yeah. and your scorecard mm. now in order to top up memory we're going to say it's oral re-verification so i say to you Hey, bro, wasn't it a great time that we had last night when we did X, Y, Z? That's now re topping up that memory. And I'm only wanting to top up memories from things that I've got good ticks on my scorecard. For whatever reason, I've made my own scorecard, if it's social or whatever, my tribalism, doesn't make a difference. Mm -hmm. But I've got my scorecard and I'm re topping up those memories by talking about them. Mm -hmm. Isn't that very close to what people do? They call each other. They
1: look at pictures, they remember the good pictures. Yeah. But you're so you're you're, you're
0: re-verifying to yourself that has happened. That has happened, yes. and you're you're not verifying terrible things. You're verifying good things mm. with people you want, and that's the basis of friendship. Yes, you mix. You have to mix in a bunch of the other laws. Obviously, as well. obviously, yeah, yeah. But that's essentially programmable friendship.
1: Yes. Now, the second thing I was going to mention we talked about this in computer ethics. There are some problems that don't have solutions. There's one called. Does P equal or does P equal, equal NP, uh. which is one question. It's a whole another like can of worms. But there's one thing that you cannot, you can never answer is if you run a program, can you tell when it's going to stop? Unless unless you program it to stop a certain way. If you don't, there's no there's no way you can know. There's, it's literally and and an, you cannot solve this problem. That if you, you will never know when it can, the the program is going to start. Yes. If I it could go for a million years, if yes. uh, con, con, considering like nothing goes yes. to, to crap, you can never know when it's going to stop. Yes. It well, it's not a, how do you know when a human's going to stop?
0: It's physical hardware is what stops it. Yes, which will be the same thing. I want to connect my AI into physical hardware that the AI actually has to sell. Like you know, you're going to the gym mm-hmm. because you're trying to maintain your hardware. You want to be healthier, live longer, be fitter, be happier. These are all very programmable things. Look after your limbs, robot. Don't let them break off. Why? Because it's in your own self-interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those in your tribe affect those around you. You should go to the gym. It's good for you. I'm doing it too. Be yeah. like me. You build in relatability algorithms. Yeah. Build in empathy, ambition. Uh, I've, I've got them all written down. I'll show you actually later. I so have 41 of these. Uh, if you program them all, we'll pass the Turing test.
1: Yes, if all right, if you can program it, if. I don't know. As, as a programmer, I have to look at this list. Yes, um, but what I've described so far isn't crazy stuff, it's not crazy. No, yeah. I think we're actually we're close to that. I mean, somewhat. I was going to go back to the whole VR thing, yes. I was, I want to tell you that our my thought uh, about this we're basically VR headsets, yeah, uh. we are. Um, so, if you think about it. Does this really exist, right? So yeah. the way we, the way we process information is we have these five senses. Yeah. These five senses, when they're triggered, they send a signal to your, to your brain. Um. That that there's I feel this thing here, right? Or let's take like the eyes, for example. What the eyes do is they take the the light rays. Yeah. The brain interprets as light rays and creates a, a simulation in your brain. Yeah. That this is what it looks like. Yeah. Does this
0: really look like this? I don't know. And the, I'm colorblind. Really? Yeah. What it's kind? Um, I can't, when things are like a type of red green, okay. there's like dominant colors. Yes. Uh, whatever the dominant color is, it's like
1: camouflage works yeah. perfectly on me. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was going to say like, you know, is your green the same as my green? Is your red as the same as this my stuff, red? Because
0: I grew up, I say without a tribe yeah. and colorblind, I've been on the outside of a lot of this stuff. I just yeah. see the world differently. So yes. yeah, like it plagues me. Like i what am I seeing compared to everyone else? Cause exactly. I know it's not the Even same. Even the
1: people who aren't colorblind, are their red the same as my red? Uh. Um, I mean, there's a spectrum we can look at, but still, like, is a spe- does the spectrum look the same for me to them? Mm. Um, if, I, if I'm doing all these things, if I'm touching, looking, I'm just basically getting just a, a sets a lot of sets of data instantaneously. My brain is processing, creating computer imagery in my brain right now. Yes. Does this look exactly the way I'm looking at it right now? I don't know. Absolutely. It could be a little bit more defined. There could be a little more crevice here. I don't know. Right. So then, then we get to the problem of idealism. Mm. Does anything exist? Do we mm. see anything that exists? Mm. People, when you ask them the question And, you know, there's people that speak, Fake woke people that I, I don't want to rant too much But there's people that think That they're having these Simulating conversations And they think they're smart When they talk to their friends Hey, man But they don't know So I'll give you an example When you ask someone Does a tree make a sound? If nobody's around uh, yeah. And a tree, if it falls down Does it make a sound? People are like, of course it makes a sound What is a sound? A sound doesn't become a sound until there's an observer there to take that take those waves they have to hit your eardrum and then the sound is produced by your brain if so is there sound depends if you mean the waves um maybe yes but the waves don't become sound until they have an observer huh. then we go to a different a, people when they don't understand this example they still don't get it i ask them this right say a book does the book have value on its own, or does it have value when you read it? Mm. very interesting. Right? If, it's, if, if there's no observer to read this book, it doesn't have value, or does it? That's the question. I think this is also
0: what the, my bio thing comes down to. It's down to perspective. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another reason why that whole perspective comes in. Like, does a book have value? Mm. Depends on your perspective. Does this thing exist? Depends on your perspective. Just like the thing I said to you earlier, imagine the thing you were doing can be a burger. Well, what's real?
1: What's not? Are I mean, you What does what, "real" even mean? Are you curious what I was thinking yeah, of? Yeah, I was on. taking a shower. Taking a shower. Yeah, so yeah, it's, really. it. it's
0: a, it's a wonderful thing that yeah. the the mind. And I think that's the the. I drove myself crazy with these thoughts for many years. I think the the best outlook I've ever had with it is just to, be, aware of now mm-hmm. and try to understand what brings happiness to you and those around you. Mm. And beyond that, there's not really much more you can do. Mm. Yeah. And if there is more you can do, then do it. Do it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's, it's crazy. I, I have these thoughts all the time. For instance, like going back to the whole, you know, we're just VR is just. Yeah. yeah You're saying this. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. I was just, I was going to say like, if there's no observer, mm. how do you know you exist? Mm. If you go to sleep, do you exist? Mm. Well, you exist if your brother comes in and observes you and he tells mm. you, "Hey, yeah, I recorded you." The camera is an observer. Mm. Here, you exist, right? It's very there-
0: Schrödinger's cat. Yeah.
1: Yeah, right? That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. This is why I said no. A cat does exist and 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 only exist. Right? Mm. And I'll tell you why. Are there stuff behind me you're observing? There's, there's a wall behind me. I can't notice it's there until I look at it, yes. right? And so it doesn't exist for me. Yes. The way this Dan and I, we talked about this, right? And he said, this is why I, uh, everything does exist. Even if I go to sleep, why? Because God is the ultimate observer. Mm, oh, that's nice. That's nice way of saying it. Yeah. So he's always observing. So even when you go to sleep, you're there. That's how, um, for instance, like babies don't really get to understand object permanence at a young age. Like when you show them a card and you make the card disappear, uh. they get, what 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 happened the concept of object permanence does not st- is still not developed yet that part of the brain um that's why magic works works well with kids by the way that's because of this right and so uh, but you translate this idea of object permanence uh, object uh, object permanence is a thing because god is observing that's what we concluded him mm. and i it doesn't mean it's true yes right that's al- also um, what was i going to say i'm uh, it's, just, I want to talk about so, like a million things. Um, yeah, so like object permanence. I talked about God being the ultimate observer, and and that's why I said with a cat mm. when they, when you close the lid, it's mm. it's only because because God obs- is observing it inside. Oh, okay. Now Does that that's, I see,
0: yeah, I see your argument now. Yeah. So if you've got a very if you, if you take that as your view, mm-hmm. then I guess that would be right. Yeah. But uh, you know. I say the problem is it's so easy to default. Well, my problem is mm-hmm. that it's so easy to de- default to nihilism as the answer behind all of these things. Say, well, observing what? Why does any of it matter? I mean, you're you're ascribing God an argument. I'm not saying that this is true. I'm of course, saying an of course. argument could be made that to say that god is observing is you're pushing your own view that this has to matter there is meaning in something where there is no meaning mm. and you're only deriving that
1: meaning because it gives
0: more reality to what you're
1: perceiving now yes that, that could that's a valid re- response to me i think i it's not only that if you ask me personally because mm. i know he's just saying that to the example of a person right so
0: yeah it's more that it's yeah. better to hear all sides of an argument mm-hmm. to even consider taking a view. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather not just like, I really like the way you put it across. Mm. And it's given me time, well, it will give me time to reflect on the words that you're using. Mm. But at the same time, it's just, I like to explore all sides of it, yes. because that is part of my happiness. That's is what it? I love to do. That's yeah. that's
1: the truth-seeking path, right? If I'm seeking truth, but I only stick with the first thing I believe in, I'm not really seeking truth because I've never heard of the alternatives. Yeah. Um, and for me, what my the way I seek truth and how, the way I counter nihilism is inference to the best explanation. Mm. That's that's what science does. If you think about science, so all the, all science does it um makes assumptions based on the uh, best explanation we have until we move to the next. The atom looked like a, you know the Jimmy Neutron logo it mm. looked like that in the early early twentieth century. And then uh, we're like, nope, the atom doesn't look like that. And only like a few years ago, we're like, wait, our version of the version of the current version of the atom is actually wrong. There's actually it's a little bit different. Even recently, after we thought we developed all uh, the this, this irrefutable <laughs> model of the atom turned out to be wrong. So it's always inference to the best explanation. For me, I'm a very scientific person. There's a lot of people that think theology and and science don't mix. If you believe in God, when you ask someone, why don't you believe in God or something like that, it's because I believe in science. People say that. Oh, you never heard that? I mean,
0: I've heard people on TV say it. No, I've never had someone to my face
1: say it. I swear to God, I've met people that are like that. And I tell them, why do you think they're mutually exclusive?
0: Yeah, I don't get it. Why would they? or, Or to say it in such an obvious manner. Yeah, yeah. That's what. Like, you can have that belief, but like, to suggest that's the only belief seems strong. That's how I was hearing it when you said it. That
1: demeanor, right? They have that demeanor. I was going to say, like, for me, um, I was a scientific person first. So, for me, when I had that kind of gap in my life when it comes to faith and religion, when I went to America, I didn't Uh know much, much about God. The way I resubscribed fully to the concept of God is through science in the first place. Uh Hyde Park. Oh, yes. I grew up around the corner from there. I was going to ask you if you ever went there.
0: Yeah. This is the park I'd go to as a kid.
1: Yeah. So I watch. Like one minute away. (laughs) Yeah. So I watch a lot of content that's on Hyde Park to understand the truth, or not the truth, but people's um, explanations about things. I also, the way I think of it is why I, the way I summarize my belief in God without bringing in religion, just science is I look at the best explanation for me. So are, do you, are you curious about? Yeah. So I was going to say, I don't want to give any unsolicited, you know, like, uh, just like, <laughs> hey, listen to me <laughs> preach to you about God. <laughs> no, but, but for me, um, the first thing, the first step is the, that we observe the universe is constantly expanding how we observe that. If I don't know if people are curious, but you have celestial objects, um, as time moves on, that they keep moving away from each other. That means, um, reversibly, if you go back in time, that they're getting closer to each other. And if it keeps going back to each other, it can't do that infinitely. Right. And therefore there had to be a bang, big bang, whatever. So that's the best explanation we have as to how the universe started. Right. That's the one I'm using. If there's a, uh, I've heard of alternatives, but they're unscientific in the sense that science only, can uh, can take observations yeah. and make assumptions. You, if you cannot take observations, you cannot make the assumptions. Yeah. So when people talk about multiverse theory, yeah. in order for you to make that observation, other than philosophically, yeah. I'm talking scientifically, you have to leave our universe and make and observe it as another universe. You yeah. can't, you physically cannot do that. Therefore, it's unscientific. But it doesn't mean it's not a plausible theory yeah. philosophically. So, so that that scientifically, that's the best explanation. Then I go to um, law of thermodynamics or cause, uh, the, the cause of effect and the law of conservation of energy. Uh, energy cannot be created or destroyed, right? And so if, if the universe is, not, is, is finite, right? And if it had a beginning, something must have created it, right? Um, because energy cannot be created or destroyed, but we're finite. So it had to be created at one point. And then, so we, so we, I label that thing that made the universe the creator. I don't call him God yet. That's not me yet. Uh, not, Mimi, I'm not I'm not God. Yeah, anyway. I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't have a God complex, guys. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. So then you have a creator. And then the creator, um, people are like, okay, what created that creator? You have that issue, right, uh, of infinite regression. Uh. Where I'll give an example that I like to use: If you, if you were a soldier in the military, you were a sniper rifle. Uh, you had a sniper rifle, and you were the sniper. If you need permission from your superior to take the shot, and he needs permission from his superior to take the shot, and we go back infinitely with this chain, will he ever take the shot? Infinitely. 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 If he keeps asking, asking, if he keeps asking, asking,
0: infinitely, you, you are, you, well. You're always taking the shot and never taking the shot. You're both.
1: No, no. So, so before I take the shot. So before. Before I take the shot.
0: Okay. Well, okay. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I was waiting for you to finish. Okay. Like so because some of the things you're saying. Yes. I love the argument. Yes. But it depends on how you experience time. Your core structure is there. time is flowing in one direction. If that that that's an assumption or not assumption, that's one way of considering it. You're saying like time is not linear, right? I'm saying we are experiencing time, time linear. linearly. That does not matter. That mean everything but is experiencing it the same way we happen to in wh- this physical
1: form. That's why I said inference to the best explanation. Yes. There could be a better explanation, but since we're experiencing it that way, yes. okay, that's, so that's the assumption a, that's, we can yeah,
0: make. Yeah, so that, that, but that's the point where it gets a bit wobbly for me because... We experience and talk about time in this linear way, but it doesn't necessarily mean it. Like you said, the atom that mm. just is the best explanation. Yes, and it's just easiest for us to explain time in as a linear. But I don't think it is.
1: But think about it this way: these assumption we assumptions that we made, they have to be pretty darn close because look at the innovation we made through science medicine and all that right Mm. if we if we keep thinking oh there could be this might not be the truth or closest close very close to the truth we will never have been innovative i think i i I take your argument but if you look
0: at the recent breakthrough on the rna for the covid stuff yes yes the way that we As I say, we do monkey science on the whole. Mm -mm. Hit a thing, break a thing, see a reaction. Mm -mm. Empirical. Mm -mm. It's all very scientific. (laughs) But what they did was different. They are telling your body to change how it reacts, not injecting you with the bit of the virus to get better. It's different. Mm -mm. It's programming your body to react. So you're saying if, if we didn't do things this way, then innovation, I was, um, no, I think it's just we've all been, not all been. Classrooms are made to build robots and factory workers. Mm-hmm. They're not a place for smart people. It's mm-hmm. made to make money. Mm-hmm. So if we fundamentally change where value is given, is is there a financial reward on the whole for you to examine these thoughts? No, no. But is there a financial reward for you to tell people? junk food. That's not good for them. Yes. Yeah. So as a society, we are not incentivizing innovation in spaces that will create the innovation that will open these other topics because there's no reward for it. What
1: if they're not, what if they're cannot be opened?
0: Oh, well, we'll never know.
1: What if for instance, right? We're, we're trapped in the third dimension. Let's say there's a fourth dimension. Yeah. Logically it's impossible for us to transcend.
0: I mean, why do you say that?
1: Because, okay.
0: This is why... Because you don't know what that fourth dimension is. The thing is, yeah. It's just like I was giving that thing earlier. Press on your arm Mm -hmm. and that feeling of your thing and then recreate that thing in your mind. Until I'd asked you to do that, you'd never did. You'd never done that. That could be the fourth dimension, could be the way you consider it.
1: Yeah, I'm saying, well, yeah, so what I mean is if you don't know what the fourth dimension is... How can you tell you're in the fourth dimension? Yeah. And that will take some
0: very sensible people
1: to, to spend a lot it. of
0: time thinking about experiments that rediscover the shape of an atom, that will find the the new boundaries. But as a society, we don't really value these things.
1: Yeah, but he's...
0: Oh, my Especially God. Especially in this region. Yeah. It was the play, the birth of math. <sighs> By the way, if there ever was a god and that numbers math, have you ever done a thought experiment? Like you were given a computer that mm-hmm. could make reality, make a universe, mm-hmm. but it's a clean slate. It's mm-hmm. literally nothing. Mm-hmm. So you have to make the first rule that governs reality. Mm-hmm. What would it be? Well, what would be the world? The rule. Not the, the rule. The yeah, rule. Not, not complex stuff like making a world. That's complicated. I'm talking about a core logic, reason, rational, anything. Before we get into that, is. I want to
1: ask you a question because it'll tie to this. This is a very small thought experiment. Go on. Prove to me that logic is a reasonable thing to use to come up with explanations for things. I don't think it is. Well, you're wrong. I'll tell you why. I and mean, it's not me uh, trying to be, you, because the, you're using logic.
0: I, yes, I know. And it's, it's, it's a circular defeating. statement. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah, a circular yeah. Statement. it's a circular statement. But I love those circular statements <laughs> because you can sit there and you can just, it, there's moments where I use golf to meditate as mm-hmm. well as sitting and doing yoga. Mm-hmm. And you can just explore these without having to really, you travel. I don't know if you feel that way, but when you're exploring these in your mind, you're almost going to another place, and you just can enjoy the argument with yourself because there's no real. What well, I, I, happens in the shower? Uh, it, uh, you know, mm. there was someone was talking about that. There's, there's something happens in your brain why you get ideas in the shower, but there's some science behind it. I
1: think it's because if you think about like white noise help people sleep, right? Yeah, yeah something you know, like the sound that. of the shower. I keeps believe going. it's
0: something related to that. So yeah, yeah.
1: what was your thing? Uh, Prove to me why logic. Is like a reasonable thing to as a, as a reasonable tool to use to make assumptions or or come up yeah. with the truth, basically.
0: Prove me. Okay, I love how you frame such a circular thing that your only way out is to use logic, logic. as the argument. Yes, the only perceived way out. Mm-hmm. So I would say, prove to me. What well, I would say again, my best argument to that is again is just down to perception. What's okay. your perception of what logic is? Mm. What's your definition of what logic is? I've there's like, oh, a, no, but that's using logic, yeah, it's oh, using logic. Yeah, it's such a nice thing. <laughs> Leave that one with me. am that's going to be with some time now.
1: Yeah, thank I you can, for like, that. Nope, I love your thought experiments. So, if I could give one for your, you yeah. gave me a lot for my arsenal now. So, yeah, this is this is such
0: a beautiful, beautiful. I, you know, if anyone is uh, sorry, I keep I yeah, right. whoever's listening, please uh, put on the comments. Let's argue about this one. The two of you are watching.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put in the comment. Um, this is, I'm, you know, I'm so glad we were talking about earlier. This is going to live on YouTube. Mm. So these thought experiments sit with me for like 20, 30 years. And every so often when I think about this, I'm going to go back on YouTube. I'm going to write mm. something like, here's my latest view.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah it's well, like a journal. Well, or or you don't have to do that. You just have to come back for another episode. Yeah, but like,
0: uh, absolutely. But like for now, for 30 years, I'm going to debate with you this thought experiment because it's so beautiful. Yeah. It's so circular.
1: It is. It is. So (laughs) nice.
0: And then that brings the question of why is it nice? Why does it matter? Why is it beautiful? Oh,
1: so good. So good. I feel like for me, uh, I tend to, um, what is happening outside? I told I can't him. <laughs> okay, good. Because I can hear. I have open back headphones. Ah, okay. So I can hear them. Hopefully, they, their noise doesn't bleed into the microphones. <laughs> uh, man, I can't wait to live on my own. Anyway, so I was going to say that. I forgot. What did you say last thing? Oh, uh, the YouTube. Yeah. No, no, before that. Maybe right before that. I was going to say, like, uh, there is It's a fine line for me, there's a fine line between. If I keep thinking, what if there's another explanation, this is like the route of radical skepticism for me, Yeah, which is something I avoid because yeah. if I, if I can't make assumptions and deductions, okay, I, I, there hasn't, there doesn't need to be an answer as to why logic is a tool I can use. Uh. I just have to accept it. that That's my default. That's it. Uh. So, sort of like Cart- Rene Descartes with the Cartesian doubt. I think uh. therefore I am. Like, I could always think why I can't exist and why that person exists, but there has to be a default point where I start. Otherwise, I will never have existed in the first place. I would not uh. be here. You reminded me. So mm.
0: you had never existed in the first place. So what's the rule? You're making, you've got the ability now, you've got a mm. fancy computer, and... It can make a universe. Yes. But it there's that, that pre-Big Bang state you're in. Yes. But you have to give it the core first, the first programming line that gives it a rule that by which it operates.
1: That's what I was going to say. Like, the rule I will have to give it is based on my experience okay. on Earth. So what is that rule? Um... And I'm just giving, making making you
0: answer a question, having given like thirty seconds thing about, it, and for a question I've spent ten years thinking about.
1: Yes, it's crazy. Uh, is it like a rule for humans? No, just a rule. Just a rule. Um, I don't know. What What is yours? Let me hear yours.